I am so excited with this guest to have AOC on the line with me. The original AOC, the smart AOC, Amy Oliver Cook. Welcome to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Well, I do appreciate the fact that um, you have differentiated me slightly (laughs) from another AOC who happens to be from New York. She has made my my initials. um, She's brought some notoriety. Unfortunately, it's the infamous kind rather than um, than anything that is that is good. I, I say so I'm the capitalist AOC, AOC. She's the socialist AOC. <laughs> I like that. It is astounding what is happening with her. I really think she has a handler. You know, she's coming out threatening other Democrats. She has this agenda. I think some somebody has an agenda, and she's just the face of it. Uh, you know, I give her I give her credit in the sense she defeated. A, a multi-term incumbent Democrat who felt very comfortable in his position. But th- the other thing I give her credit for is exposing where the left wants to go. I mean, she, she doesn't back down in that she is a she's a socialist and she is not afraid to talk ab- about um, about her socialist leaning and wanting to tax uh, earners and producers to what what was she up to like 90 percent it's astonishing new deal is extreme i I don't even that's not even the right word for it there is a level of sheer insanity that goes with that that green new deal literally you have to be a train riding vegan and a a, a throwback to about the 11th century to even think that that is a plausible plan is crazy here's the thing i look at that with aoc and kim you might you'll you'll appreciate this remember all the things that the uh what i would call the pedestrian mainstream media said about sarah palin i mean they were relentless in how they mocked her and they bashed her. She was caribou Barbie, which actually listen, when you're when you're a a mom of adult children and somebody equates you to Barbie, it's not all bad. I mean, I'm not one of those who's offended by that. Not at all. But um but they called her all of these names. Maureen Dowd went after her, all of these other women went after her. But AOC says stuff. And I don't mean me as the AOC, New York socialist AOC, says things that are absolutely crazy. And what you have are people jumping on board as if she's the Pied Piper. I mean, it's I, I love watching her because she is exposing where the left is truly going. The, you know, the mask is off. This is this is a run toward Venezuela. Well, I, and I totally agree that the veil is off, and it's it's across the board. It's not only on taxation, but it's on um, you know Second Amendment, due process, uh, freedom of transportation, freedom of mobility for people to have. Um, 
you know, to be able to, to drive the car or truck that they want to, you know, the, it, it, right, it comes right down to freedom versus force. That is the real question. Are we going to have freedom to live our lives in all of these important issues? Or is it going to be government force? And she, I agree with you, she has uh, lifted the veil on this. And I know that there are people that uh, that kind of mock her. And they say, oh, my gosh, millennial. And she's but I think she needs to be taken seriously because she is the face of of this movement in the Democrat Party. And uh, I, I I respect her as as a um, as a an opponent, if you will, to freedom. I respect that she is a formidable opponent. I think I don't think she, that we can mock her. I think we have to take it seriously. Well, we have to take it seriously in the sense of she's telling us exactly where she wants the Democrat Party to go. I take that very seriously. They are running full steam into Venezuela. And what I what I say too, what I you know talk to some folks in in Colorado to bring it sort of to Colorado. I want to know how many of the Democrats at the state capitol are governor. Those who are running, for instance, Grisana Duran, who's going to challenge Diana get, she has already come out in favor of the Green New Deal. I want to know where they stand so that we have the same level of honesty in Colorado. And a prime example, uh, I, was, I was watching a video that Michael Sandoval, excellent Michael Sandoval from uh, Western Wire, reporter, actually editor for Western Wire, he got the state Senate majority leader to say, well, he didn't get it. I I should say he recorded it. Uh, Our state Senate majority leader, Steve Fenberg, Democrat out of Boulder, said in a town hall meeting to a bunch of really anti-energy zealots. These are these are the people that would embrace the Green New Deal. They want to end uh, the oil and gas industry in Colorado. Steve Fenberg, the state our state majority state Senate majority leader said he would like to end the extraction industry in Colorado. Now he hasn't said that on the floor of the Senate. He hasn't said that, not that I know of, anywhere else, but he said it in this town hall. AOC has emboldened them to come up, take the mask off, come out with what their actual agenda is. And that way we know, now we know, now we know that in AOC wants to end transportation as we know it. She wants to end uh, yeah, freedom, you know, Mobility, freedom, uh, your your right to self defense. Um, she she wants she wants you to stop eating beef. Well, in Colorado, we now have we we have uh, leaders of in the Democrat Party now openly acknowledging they want to end the extraction industry in Colorado. This means all mining and certainly. Uh, all oil and gas, all energy development. Um, so I, I give her credit for that, and I do take that very seriously. We should take these policies seriously enough that we need to defeat these people because they want to destroy our economy. AOC has declared economic war on the United States, just has 
Majority Leader Fenberg has declared economic warfare on the state of Colorado, and in particular my county, Weld County, which produces 90% of the oil in the state of Colorado. Well, it truly is astounding what is happening on the national level with uh, AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and then what is happening down at the State House here in Colorado. I really think that if these people had been honest about what they were really going to do, I'm not sure that they would really have gotten elected. But we now know what the fight is. And so everyday people need to engage in this battle. You need to understand the issues. That's why I do this show to, to and bring these great guests on like the original AOC and the smart AOC, that is Amy Oliver Cook, to help you understand what these issues are and, and to find your voice so that you can engage in conversations uh, with friends and family and neighbors. Because the battle that we're in, Amy, and we're going to go to break in just a minute, but this is, this is a battle and it's a battle of ideas. And so we have to arm ourselves to know why we believe what we believe and engage in conversations. So this is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks. I'm talking with the original and the really smart AOC, Amy Oliver Cook. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. So thrilled to have on the line with me, AOC, the original, the smart, Amy Oliver Cook. And we've been talking about the AOC from New York, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and that the veil is off, the mask is off on the agenda of the radical progressive activists that have taken over the Democrat Party. This is no longer the party of your parents and your grandparents. It's no longer the Democrat Party of JFK. It is now a party that is moving, running towards socialism. Ultimately, communism is running towards the results of Venezuela. Uh, Amy, before we went to break, though, we were talking about Michael Sandoval, who is the editor uh, of what Western Wire somehow got, did he get the audio or, or just the transcript that Steve Finberg uh, from Boulder, a representative, uh, let's see, senator or representative? He's a senator, he's a state senator out of Boulder, um, smart young man, and Michael Sandoval got, um, he actually went to to Senator Fenberg's town hall meeting, so it was the Senate Majority Leader, Senator Fenberg, the Majority Leader, uh, Speaker of the House, Representative Casey Becker, also from Boulder, and then uh, Representative Edie Hooten. Um, and they had this town hall, and a bunch of what they call themselves fractivists, they're really anti-oil and gas. And if you look at that crowd, it is... Uh, it's first of all, it's Boulder, which, in case people are wondering, very white and and wealthy, uh, and very elitist, have, very elitist. Yes, absolutely. Generally, mm-hmm. um, yeah, literally. I mean, if you look at their um, Randall O'Toole, this is a side note, but Randall O'Toole, who who does transportation policy for the Independence Institute. He actually, the growth in black population in Boulder County is negative 22%. Wow. Yeah, so so not, when you think of diversity of color, that isn't Boulder, and certainly not diversity of thought. But back to Senator Fenberg, he said at this town hall that if he could, he would end the extraction industry in Colorado, and that is what he would like to do. And we were talking about AOC, and, and we were saying she took, 
she's taken the mask off. She has she she is boldly proclaiming that she's going to take the Democrat Party where it has never really gone before a full bore socialist. Well, Senator Fenberg then goes and says in a town hall meeting he would eliminate the extraction industry if he could. And I just keep wondering something about that. So the Democrats took oil and gas money in the last election cycle. So I'm just wondering if he told that to oil and gas companies as they were writing checks, as they write checks to both sides. Although I don't know what you would ever want to write a check to somebody who wants to eliminate. Who wants to put you out but of business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, how absolutely, utterly foolish can you be? But I digress. But I, I keep wondering. I wonder if he used that in a pitch to oil and gas companies when he was when when he was asking them for money as um, as somebody trying to flip the Senate from Republican to Democrat, which he did successfully. And you can go on Tracer and see companies that have that have given him money. I wonder if he actually said it to them. I would end your industry right now if I had my way. Um, I doubt he did that. But now the the mask is off. He has said it. It's a $30 billion-plus industry in the state of Colorado. It employs hundreds of thousands of people, including a lot of minorities. Um, If you go to Spirit of Colorado, either the website or we're on Facebook, you can meet Raul the Welder, a a man who went from being a migrant worker to becoming a welder. He is one of those ancillary services, support services for the oil and gas industry. State Senate Majority Leader Steve Fenberg is essentially saying to him, you know what, uh, I will, uh, we're just going to end your job. Uh, and my guess is they'll say, we'll retrain you as a solar panel installer or something. It, the, the, it is so incredibly patronizing. Well, it, it really is. And elitism, uh, I, I've never really understood it, but I, I see it now because, you know, the American idea is the idea that everyone is created equal and everyone has these rights, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And I've always just believed that we are all equal. Some people work harder than others. And, you know, they take risks. That, you know, people make different choices. They can reap the benefits of those choices, but they have to be responsible for those choices as well. And there may be many people that go, oh, well, I'm not in oil and gas, and that doesn't matter. If they want to close down that that particular industry, you know, I, 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 you know, it won't really affect me. Well, it will affect everyday hardworking Coloradoans in a number of ways. First of all, let's think about it. The thousands and thousands of people that are employed by this very robust industry right here in Colorado, if those jobs go away, they're going to go away. So that means that your house values will probably go down because they're going to move away. If all those people move out of Colorado, you're going to see your real estate values go down. What do you think, Amy? Oh, absolutely. And in my home county of Weld, it's going to, it will devastate 
Weld County's economy. Now, just so people know about Weld County, we are the only county in the United States that has no sales tax and no long-term debt. We built something, we pay cash for it. We just completed something like 20 miles of, of roadway, five lanes. So two lanes, each north and south, with a center turning lane. Why? We did it because couldn't get the state of Colorado to act to expand I-25 or to do anything about Highway 85. We can't wait for the state of Colorado to act on transportation. So we did it ourselves and estimate that they'll take something like a third of the truck truck traffic off of Highway 85 along this corridor that goes all the way down um, from north, north, well, central Weld County all the way to about I-76. Think about that. Five lanes, two lanes each direction, north and south, no stoplights, 65 miles an hour. Just you, You can just drive. Weld County paid cash for it. We paid cash, no bonds, no anything. We paid cash. We do that because we responsibly develop the energy that is underneath our our land. Well, not it, because we we raise taxes or or sell bonds. Well, and and so there is that. Uh, there's the component, and you've said, and then that's great that that you've been able to go ahead and take care of, of those issues that you had there regarding your transportation because the state of Colorado, you know, has not had the will to do that. They've been spending money on other things. There's plenty of money. It's just they have not t- uh, taken the political will to do that. And that is one of the things that really does affect the ability for everyday people to have upward economic mobility is to be able to uh, drive the car or truck that they want to be able to go where they want to when they want to and so the idea that senator finberg is actually on record saying that he wants to close down that particular industry it's going to affect everybody but it's going to affect your real estate values it's going to affect you as far as uh, the cost of your energy also right here in colorado and those two things are so important to everyday hardworking people. You're, you're single mom. You've told the story of the mom down in Pueblo regarding energy. And we've got a, a couple of minutes. Why don't you share that story? Because affordable, reliable uh, energy is so important, for, again, for people to have their upward mobility in uh, economic mobility. So explain that story. Yeah, and this would be a part of um, policies. The result, this story came out of policies that somebody like Senator Fenberg supports. Young, uh, young working mom down in Pueblo. Her name is Sharon Garcia, and um, she's had her power shut off several times because, as the state has has embraced what we call fuel switching, in other words, shutting down affordable plants and having to build out more expensive um, sources of energy in brand-new plants, our, our electric rates have gone up significantly. Here's this young mom with a home-based business who spends $250 a month on electricity and $850 a month on rent. I mean, that is a huge percent 
of uh, of your income going to energy versus going to your rent. And the Washington posted a story on her and they called it her depression era obsessiveness with electricity because she puts post-it notes all over her house telling her children, encouraging her children, it's not enough to just turn off an appliance. You have to unplug it because she can't even afford the power, the little bit of power that that comes through the line when you leave something plugged in. This is a mom who doesn't want a handout from government. She wants to show her kids that she can do it herself. But the state of Colorado has embraced policies that make it hard for people like Sharon Garcia to simply pay her bills. And we've done that to her intentionally. We know it's driving up rates and we go, oh, no, it's okay. It'll only be a little bit. Well, for people like Sharon Garcia... That little bit matters, and she doesn't want government coming in, taking care of her. She wants to show her kids she can do it herself, and we continue to make it harder on people like her who are trying to earn a living and just put a roof over their kids' heads, a little food on the table, and maybe on occasion take them to a movie. And you know what? That upward economic uh, movement of individuals, the dignity of a job, the dignity of being able to take care of yourself. We're seeing that in a way, a death by a thousand cuts because of government policy. Amy Oliver Cook, the original and really smart AOC. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. We are having a conversation with the original and really smart AOC. That is Amy Oliver Cook. And uh, it always goes by way too quickly when we're we're getting to chat. I tell you what, Amy. Well, thank you. And I actually just thought of something. I want to make the initials AOC great again. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Make AOC great again. That That will be my mission. I'm going to reclaim these initials. They're not bad initials. It's just a bad person from New York who's claiming them. Oh, and so you heard it first right here on the Americhicks <laughs> with Kim Munson. AOC, make AOC great again. I love it. But uh, before we went to break, we were talking about upward economic mobility. Uh, people going out and being able to take care of themselves. There's there's great dignity on not having to, to go to the government uh, for a handout. And Sharon Garcia, you mentioned her a mom down in Pueblo that that is is really kind of depression era energy in her house because policies and regulations and rules are making energy much more expensive but this upward economic mobility is almost death by a thousand cuts you can you can take a look at almost any industry we we see that there's going to be this assault on people being able to choose the vehicle that they want to drive there's gonna there's a let's see there's an assault on um well red flag bill probably doesn't really affect well it does affect your economic well-being yeah if you you know so a death by a thousand cuts let's talk to that amy what's your thoughts on that Yeah, that's actually a great way to put it, Kim, because, um, you know, we talk about the price of electricity in our homes. But the other thing that's going to go up and, you know, freedom of mobility, which we mentioned, but you just talked about about not being able to drive the car that we can afford, that we that we want to drive or that works 
for whatever our job is. Yeah, there is these electric vehicle mandates. You can plan on the price of a new car in Colorado being close to $2,000 more going forward. And I think that's a conservative estimate. I think that's right. the bare minimum. Uh, I've heard so, talk to people in the industry. It's probably going to be more than that. It probably will be. So using the more conservative estimate, $2,000 more to purchase a car. And it's just when because... You look at the price, you talk about, about all of the regulations just on zoning yep. and housing and things like that, which drives up the price of a house. Mm-hmm. We have enjoyed the benefits of a lot of people coming into the state. Or, you know, you could look at it the other way and say, yeah, and they brought their 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 California values with them, that California mindset with them. But But what's going to happen is we are going to price our state out of any type of competitive market. And we'll stop having people be able to come in and afford to live here. And in fact, we'll start losing people because they cannot afford to live in Colorado. Well, and I think we look at Venezuela. I remember Venezuela as a very uh, prosperous country. And so this is in my lifetime. And it's because of they have rich resources, but it's because of policies and rules and regulations, the move to socialism and communism, that now people are standing in line, uh, waiting for food, waiting for toilet paper, waiting for coffee. And if we think that can't happen here in America, we're kidding ourselves. It can happen here. And so we need to be continuing to shed the light on what is going on. We need to be having conversations with people because I, I think that while we say the veil is off, the mask is off for that everyday hardworking mom, dad, trying to just take care of their family, go to work, get the kids to school. I don't think they know yet the danger that's coming down the pike. And that is really the death of economic well-being by a thousand cuts. You know, I kind of like it's it's interesting, too, in Colorado, you see, for instance, on the so-called red flag bill. So you see counties saying we're going to be a sanctuary county for um, for Second Amendment um, for Second Amendment rights. I would love to see counties say we're going to be a sanctuary county for capitalism. We're going to be a sanctuary county for um, the oil and gas industry. We're not going to go along with the bolder leadership at the state capitol, who, by the way, were disingenuous when they were campaigning in this last election cycle. The, 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 the mask is now off, but and we know now, but they certainly weren't saying that during the election. So wouldn't it be great if Weld County, the commissioners there said, you are um, oil and gas, this will be a sanctuary county for capitalism, for prosperity. So the rest of Colorado, if, if you can't afford Denver, you can't afford other places, um, come to our county. We're going we're gonna to reduce regulation. We're not going to follow what is happening under the gold dome in Denver. And instead of this death by a thousand cuts, 
we should be um, welcoming people who want to participate in that American dream of upward mobility. I would love to see that movement start start going in Colorado. Well, you know, and that is such a good point. Uh, I had a bunch of women over the other night, and uh, one of the gals, very thoughtful, she had gone down to one of the rallies, and, and she said, I felt uncomfortable with, with some, of, some of the signs. And, uh, and I realized we have to really start to stand for something instead of always standing against something, because we've been pay- playing defense all the time. You have to stand against, you know, all these, these shenanigans that's going on down at the state house we need to go on the offense and i i like what you're saying what do we stand for we stand for policies taxation uh, rates that empower people to for upward economic mobility instead of all these policies that keep uh, are keeping people down but let's be let's have that message of standing for something instead instead of uh you know standing against something let's let people know what we stand for Absolutely. And and welcome anybody who wants to be a part of that prosperity and upward mobility. I don't care where you where you came from or or um, who your parents were or anything like that. If you embrace freedom and you embrace, um, you know, other people's right to to prosper, then you're one of us. We would love to have you, whatever it is, whatever your industry, whatever it is your business is, whatever it is you want to do. Um, we want that type of person in our community. And you're right. That's what we should stand for. I just would love to see counties say. I love um, it. And so I'm going to throw this out to Weld County. I would love to see Weld County say. This is a sanctuary county for prosperity. You know what? I love it. That is absolutely brilliant. We've got just a little bit of time left, and and you really watch what's going on down at the Capitol. And it seems to me like there's some shenanigans going on. Do you have a couple of examples? Well, I would say, um, one, and we've seen this a couple of times, um, they talk about this bill or that bill or this is what this bill is going to do, and then... You say, well, okay, can we see it? Oh, no. No. Not going to show it to you. You're just going to have to trust us that this is what this bill will do. I mean, we have seen, we have seen that. They did that uh, sex education with the sex education bill. They've done it with, the, uh, with oil and gas. It's all this, oh, and they'll have a big press conference about it. Red flag bill was another one. Had this big press conference, and they said, this is what the bill is going to do, and they don't show it to you. And so, in other words, we're supposed to just accept what they're saying as truth and, I guess, not read the bill? But then you read the bill and know what's in it, and you go, yeah, it's not exactly what you said in the press conference. Yeah, and to that point, this has been a journey for me. I used to, you know, just listen to the synopsis by the the media on, you know, different things. And then within the last few years, I've started to read the bills. And there's a lot of legalese in there, and sometimes they're kind of complicated, and sometimes they're not. But it doesn't take that much time. And so... To all of my listeners out there, instead of relying on media, 
you can rely on me though but in other media uh, read the bill and so it's very easy to do you can google colorado state legislature and then you can put in like um it, it's a hb for a house bill sb for a senate bill you, and then it'll be the number 19 because it's that's the year and then the house bill or senate bill number and it'll come up and read the bill so that when you're talking with people and they start telling you what's in the bill and they haven't read it you could say wait a minute I've read the bill. And just by saying that, you create an enormous amount of credibility. You know, I, I used to tell I used to tell that to my students when I was teaching. I'd say I would tell them, don't take my word for something. Don't, don't take my word for it. Go read for yourself. Come back and tell me if you agree or disagree with me. Maybe you don't think I have the right take on something. But I loved telling my students Please go read something and come back and challenge me. Let's have a conversation about it. That's for sure. Amy Oliver Cook, the original and really smart AOC. Thank you so much for for this. And yeah, read the bill and then let's have a conversation about it.